Hi, I'm Anjali. And I'm Martha. And welcome to Public Health on Duty, where we talk to some of the most inspiring young minds in the Philippine public health system. Join us as we talk to our guests about their stories, learn about their career journey, and chat about their wins and everyday challenges. So Martha, we have a very special guest today, a doctor to the barrios turned science communicator and a very dear friend of ours, Dr. Meng Madumba. We're so glad to have you, Meng. Please tell us about your pronouns and maybe start off with a little about yourself. Alright, thank you for having me here. So I'm Meng, I'm a public health physician. So I've been working for the health sector for six years now. And I love, ano ba siya? Balot. Ayun yung una naisip ko, balot. Hindi ko alam, nag-crave ako ng balot. But yeah, parang yun yung cravings ko for the day. So yeah, I love things that are not conventional. Ikaw ba ang type ng person na sabaw first or yung sisiw muna? Ah, sabaw muna. Kailangan muna mo eh. Merong preparatory dun sa, sa, sa tango mo. Hmm. Parang may mga tao bang check Ayaw. muna? Oh, may mga tao na tinitinador nila kapag social sila. Mm. Tapos, ano, pang pampatulak yung sabaw. <laughs> uh, or maybe because um, the sabaw is like the best part for them. And may mga tao ganun, di ba? Parang delayed gratification. Hinuhuli yes. talaga nila yung, yung, yung pinakamasarap. Or, you know, baka psychopath lang talaga yung mga nagtitinador ng balon. <laughs> exactly. Kapitinador sa balon. <laughs> so, Meng, um, Anjali mentioned that you're a doctor to the barrio. So, what made you decide to pursue the TTTB program after med school? Mm, actually, this is very interesting. No, Initially, I wala sa mapa ko talaga to be a doctor to the barrio. So, it's actually out of accident and out of love. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an unplanned pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Very seriously, kasi, um, I just joined um, my partner no, sa DDTB program. At the get-go, I want to be in residency na agad after I graduate. But since pag-ibig at pagmamahal, sundan mo ang tinitibok ng puso mo. Sinundan ko yung partner ko. But eventually, I found my true love, which is public health. <laughs> so, I found my true love in San Marino. <laughs> Not sponsored. Yeah. So, parang ganun nangyari. No? So, I went there. Um, basta isa lang, dalawa lang sinabi ko, I want to be with you. I want to be in a coastal community. Never did I um, realize na parang mas na-inlove pala ako dun sa community work more than the person. Mm. So, you were deployed in a coastal community. Yes, it's actually in Dinagat Island. So this is a fourth-class municipality north of um, mainland Surigao. So kailangan two hours boat ride to go there. And this is just um, the island west of Shargao. So maganda wow. talaga yung area. Yep. Well, so you stay there for two years, right? Yes, for two years. So can you tell us more about your experience as a DTTB? Well, um, DTTB is a really... Nice experience, no? Ang dami mo talaga matutunan dito. But initially, ang palaging naiisip namin, actually yung no, ng mga tao, when you go to DTTB, you're there to change the world. You're there to help the people. Parang ikaw si Superman, who will change the health system. So there's this some messianic complex na parang, <laughs> I'm gonna change the world! But hindi eh. When you actually um, are working na in that particular place, you can see that more than you helping them, it's them helping you help them. Parang gets ba? Na parang it's a more of a um, push and pull system na mga kailangan for you to develop the area. 
So, um, sabi ko nga, two years working in the area is a very short time. So, parang spec lang talaga siya sa timeline ng life ng community na yun. And palagi nga sabi nga actually yung sinasabi na parang it's a progressive realization. Hindi bigla-biglang there would be changes. Yes, you could start something, a program, um, a health systems um, reform, but it won't happen overnight. Not, not in two years. Hey. Mm-hmm. So, talagang matagal talaga siya. And that's something that siguro um, hindi alam ng mga ibang DTBs so who wants to be DTBs. Mm-hmm. Now, you can see the product agad-agad. Mm-hmm. Wait, so your role as a DTTB isn't just as a clinician in the area but also a public health manager? Actually, yun yung sabi ko nga pag nag-uusap-usap kami mga DTTB friends, when we enter the program, akala namin mag-clinic lang kami, pupunta kami sa mga baryo, stethoscope, thermometer, reseta, but it's not the case. 20% ng work mo as a DTTB is on the clinical side. 80% would be on management. 20% lang? Yes, yes. So parang for 8 hours yun, no? Yung morning na yun, mga 8 to 10, 8 to 12, you're doing consults. But for the rest of the afternoon and for the weekends, you're doing administrative work and management work. Kasi you're managing the six pillars, eh, yung medicines and drugs, how would you acquire them, yung mga health services, paano ba yung mga service delivery networks sa mga barangay health station nyo, HRH mo, Paano yung isi-schedule yung pag-rotate nila dun sa RHU? Right. Yung mm-hmm. IT and infrastructure. Paano kayo magda-download ng mga data? Paano kayo mag-send ng mga claims for real health? Financing. Magkano yung itataas ng budget nyo for the next fiscal year? So, ang dami talaga nangyayari outside the clinical work. Mm, so, this is also your first stepping stone, I guess, to national government work, was it? Well, yes. Oo. Kasi parang... Um, after two years, I was actually parang wanted to stay na talaga doon for good. Mm. Kasi there's a position for um, provincial health office that will open oh, wow. soon. Yes. But again, sabi ko nga, dahil pag-ibig, Ay. pag-ibig ang tamang daan, ay gusto ko nang bumalik sa Manila. Kasi my partner is also um, going back to Manila after his two years stint in the Doctor to the Barrios. So yun. So, punta ako doon ng Manila. <laughs> Pero basically, sabi ko nga, parang it's an accident again. Kasi parang when um, pumunta ako ng DOH no, at the central office, I was asked to be a part of the um, office of the secretary where I met you guys. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> yes. So at that time, actually, the landscape of the Philippine health um, system is changing. No? Kasi hey. sa ng UHC law. And the recent passage of the UHC Act um, in the Philippines was of the very window. No? It's an opportunity to actually look into how things work. No? So from a micromanagement level and perspective sa islands, sa municipality na mayroon lang 24,000 people, now you're looking at a very large population, buong Pilipinas, right. it's macromanagement. So mm-hmm. the questions on how do we align our efforts by the Department of Health, and how do we align the goals of the people, yung key benefits nila in our services? How to make these um, programs and projects very responsive to the needs of the people and efficient for the implementers as well? Kasi doon rin nanggagaling yung mga galing sa ground. Uh, sa ground eh. Ang hirap ng mga polisiya, ang hirap tutukan, ang hirap sundin. How do we make it simple and at the same time, very effective and very efficient? So yun yung parang mga points why I wanted also to go to DOH sa central office. To look on those things. Right, right.
you mentioned already that you were an executive assistant in the office of the secretary. But the bulk of the work that you're doing right now is on comms. Can you walk us through um, with that experience? How did you end up doing comms work? Merong theme song ang life ko in DOH and public health is accidentally in love. Ang dami mong accidents. Parang Fiko, ang dami mo ng panganay sa lakay na yun. Ang daming accidents. Accident talaga siya. Because when I entered um, the office of the secretary, I was actually um, handling different teams, different work stream talaga. So I was in charge of the coordination um, of OSEC with the administration and finance management team. We have the health facilities infrastructure and development team. And yung last yung procurement and supply chain management team. So, yung sa tatlong yun, wala talagang comms work at all. But mm-hmm. um, on the sidelines kasi, I was handling the DDTB um, Facebook group. no? Ooh. So, I was doing other materials and doon, communication materials, IEC materials on different um, health concerns, yung mga explainer videos, explainer cards. And I think that became a platform kung paano ako napunta sa comms. No? It was um, around July 2019, if I'm not mistaken, na parang yung one of our EAs umalis kasi siya yung dating MRU chief. And mm. the position was vacant. So I was asked to um, be the MRU chief noon. It was the time of USEC, um, Eric Domingo as a spokesperson for DOH. And nag-transition na hanggang umabot kay um, USEC Rosette Berhere as the um, spokesperson of DOH. So yun, accident lang talaga. Right. <laughs> Happy accidents. <laughs> <laughs> For these accidents, no, fortunately, really turned into real work, no, and actually achievements for me. Well, actually, I think comms work is one of the most visible in terms of outputs of DOH because a lot of it is also like on this, on social media. A lot of it is also the engagements that we have on ground. So, but. I think an important question to ask is what's the difference between regular communications and health communications? Actually, it's the same naman, no? when we talk about the principles of communication. So there are, um, we are always, I'm always telling the team that when we communicate, we should abide with the seven C's of communication. So it should be complete, it should be clear, it should be concise, courteous, correct, and considerate to the people, no? So on those aspects, talagang parehas lang siya with communication. But I think the very stark difference between health communications and other communications is that health comms is never neutral. Right. Hindi siya just. Hindi, to, um, hindi siya balance on both sides because it is always biased towards the health of the people. Right. Yun yung difference talaga. You will always side with health and then negotiables, no? Yung mga kailangan talaga para produce yung particular outcome na to. So there will be always be the call to action sa mga health comms natin. Hindi lang, these are the facts and of communication. These are the facts. These are the things that you need to do. Okay? These are the things you need to consider. These are viable options that you can um, partake in so that you could be healthy. Right. So right. palaging may call to action. Right. Relating it to COVID, no? hindi lang siya, these are the number of cases today. These are the number of deaths. These are the number of recovered cases. Talagang, you have to abide by the minimum public health standards. You have to isolate when you're sick. You have to quarantine when you're a close contact. So talagang laging may call to action for the people. Yes, and palagi may angulo. So ito yung ginagawa natin kaya bumaba ang kaso. Ito yung hindi, na, hindi natin ginagawa kaya tumataas yung kaso. There's always an angle to it. Sigur, one th- difference pa 
is that health promotion communication is actually um, health marketing also. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I have a little exercise. So indulge me with this exercise. No? Okay, go. Um, just to prove a point kung bakit siya naging health comes. Go. Mm-hmm. So you're selling a jacket. Mm-hmm. It's a simple jacket lang. But um, for Martha, you're gonna sell it to an adolescent boy. Okay. Okay, tapos for you, um, Angelie, for a new mother. A new mother? Yeah, kapapanganak lang. So okay. how would you sell that jacket? Sige, let's start with you, Martha. Oh my God. Um, hey, um, do you wanna look trendy? Do you wanna... You wanna um do you wanna be fashionable? You should buy this jacket. Um it's it's crop. Um, um <laughs> it has the pantone colors. Um yeah, <laughs> buy this jacket. <laughs> All right, so you know angle ni Martha. Now let's go to Ange. Pockets. There are big pockets in this jacket. Also, easy boob access. Okay. So, <laughs> ganun, no? so nakita nyo, it's we're selling the same service. So I'm relating it no, na parang, The jacket is a service for the people. Right. But you're selling it to different audiences. So sa pag adolescents, you always go with the self-image of the target audience. Right. But for the new mom, it will always be the utility of the jacket. But you're still selling the same jacket. Right. Yeah. So yun yung maganda sa health comms eh. Mm-hmm. You're, you're actually marketing it and you're, very, you're being very creative on how to push your agenda. So Mengi mentioned earlier that you were head of the then Media Relations Unit. Um, especially when um, the pandemic hit, no? the pandemic was declared. So, and of course, no, because everyone was looking at the DOH for the right information. Everyone was looking at the DOH. Ano nga ba yung COVID, ba? How do you get this? How many cases do we have now? So, how did your team ensure that the public received the right information about COVID-19? Okay, so medyo madami tong answers actually kasi multifactorial rin to eh. But let's start first with the strategy no, on covering all possible channels of communication. Um, in comms kasi, we have this hierarchy of communication effects. No? Mm-hmm. Na pag sinabi natin, there, there are levels. Eh. First would be the exposure. Second, people will understand it. Third, people should approve of the message. Fourth, there should be an intention to act. No? And last, they will act on it. So dito, sa hierarchy na to, um, assuming yung exposed mo are 90%, ang dadating lang dun sa acting stage mo would be a mere 10%. So kahit um, 90, sabi natin, 90 million yung nakarinig ni nun, a little portion of it will only uh, do the particular behavior that you're asking mm-hmm. them to do. Right. So what do we need? We need to expand the exposure of all our communication materials. Dapat on all um, targets, on all aspects, meron kang communication channel. Right. So yung platform natin, usually before the pandemic, we always use the tri-media. No? When we say tri-media, we're using broadcast TV, broadcast radio commercials, okay. and then we have the print ads, the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But on the changing times, and syempre grabe na technology ngayon, we have emerging media. No? So we utilize greatly yung ating social media platforms. Um, FB, YouTube, Viber, um, Twitter, to right. spread the information. Kasi yung pinakamabilis eh. At the same time, it's very cost-effective. It's free for the government. Right. Mm. So parang madali talaga matouch yung mga, mga tao. And we had um, innovative channels. No? So we have the Viber 
um, group, no? For lay people and for healthcare workers. Nung unang panahon yung pinakapatok eh, na parang every 4 p.m., tututok na yung mga tao dun sa phone nila to see how many right. cases there are, no? And we also have yung mga other innovative ways like we're actually partnering with um, yung mga online shops, no? So, I'm not, Ooh. I'm not advertising, but we have um, segments and we have plugs dun sa Lazada. So, sumasama kami doon. So, oh my God, sa mga live selling. <laughs> sa live selling. Oh. Sa mga live selling nila, bigla na lang kami intro na, hey, gaito ganyan. <laughs> this is COVID. This help. is health. <laughs> Truly. So, dapat very creative talaga para makuha mo lahat ng mga audience. No? Um, we also are having this um, advertisements at dating apps. Um, uh-huh. So, this is only for COVID-19, ha? for other health um programs as well. Really? No? And we also have yung mga Kumu natin. So may Kumu na rin ang DOA. Ay, wow. So wait for it, lalabas sa pa yung Kumu namin. So again, <laughs> we need to be creative and we need to expand our platform so that a lot of people, the majority of the Filipinos can hear our messages. Again, going to the point na pag ito yung X number of exposed, a portion lang yung who will act on it. So kailangan uh, natin expand talaga. So men, going back to information about COVID, of course, COVID information is is really huge and complicated. How did your team manage it? Yeah, especially for different types of people. Oh, you know, so when we communicate to people, lalo na malaki yung audience natin, um, we utilize this human-centered design. Ooh. Communication will always have a science behind it, a framework behind it. And for our team, medyo apologies kami for HCD na framework. Mm-hmm. No? So what is, what is this HCD framework? Actually, yung Harvard Business, Business School defined it as, let me read, problem-solving techniques that puts real people at the center of the development process to create products and services that resonate and are tailored to your audience needs. So by the word itself, actually, template mo lahat ng produkto mo, lahat ng services mo, doon sa sensitivities and to the key benefits of your target population. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. And with this, my steps rin siya actually. Um, we have five steps in this HCD, no? Para makuha natin yung um, sensitivity sa mga tao. We need to empathize. Um, we need to know what are the needs, the barriers, ano ba enablers, no? Nung particular service. And for, for this fact, yung COVID-19 uh, interventions. So also to define, no? Define a shared vision. Ano ba yung gusto natin as a program side? And also yung key benefits of the people when, talk, so when we talk about COVID-19. After that, we ideate. Ito yung pinakamaganda, yung we strategize. No? Um, ano ba yung employ natin na framework? What are the communication models and theories that's most appropriate for this particular COVID-19 response effort? And yung prototyping. No? So ito na yung gagawa ng mga developing the media mix. So mm-hmm. dapat um, it's um, a good balance between above-the-line communication and below-the-line communication. Okay, when talk about above-the-line communication, ito yung mga national TV, social media cards, na makikita na lang tao. But also, very important pa rin, lalo sa Pilipinas, yung konteksto na nasa barangay yung mga materials. So, yung mga tarpulin mo, yung mga flyers mo, recoridas. So, sa mga barangay, uso pa rin yung may um, tricycle o merong jeepney na merong mga speaker at mag-bombard ng mga jingle, bombard ng mga mm. health messages. So, sa urban area, hindi masyado okay yun, no? Parang ano yun? Pero sa mga barangay natin, yun yung talagang okay. So right. we need to have a good balance between that. Right. Kahit nga yung mga sticker lang sa jeep, di ba? Sticker sa mga tricycle, di ba? Posters na nakabit sa mga 
health center. Mm-mm. Yes, okay. So, yun yung tama yun, no? And after that, we do the testing. Mm-mm. FGDs, um, small group discussions, and pitch presentation. So, that's first, human-centered design mm-hmm. in your communication. The next thing is defining the audience, no? So, ito palagi siya sabi ko sa team. As much as we want to have everyone in the Philippines to know of our programs, of our communication efforts on COVID-19, um, we need to focus. And focus demands sacrifice. So you cannot cover all the people talaga, but you should know who needs to be in the know. No? Right. So doon pupunta yung audience segmentation. So kailangan mo mamili, sino ba yung mga decision makers? Sino ba yung mga major na mga key beneficiaries? Right. At sila yung tutukan mm-hmm. mo. Then after that, you go to the psychographic um, segmentation. No? When we talk about psychographic segmentation, ano ba yung gusto nila? Um, gusto ba nilang um, to, to have this particular health outcome? Um, ang motivation ba nila is for freedom of restriction mm-hmm. or stability of work mm-hmm. or island talaga nila magkasakit. Mm-hmm. So yun yung mga tututukan mo when it comes to COVID-19 um, communication. And last siguro yung timeliness. No? So, oh yeah. There's no excuse para hindi ka timely sa information. Yeah, especially in COVID times. Especially in COVID times. Um, maalala ko when it was starting, we were just five in the team. Imagine oh five persons handling the communications <laughs> for COVID-19 during the first part of the pandemic. Oh my God. <laughs> National level to National ah. level yan. Oh my God, I can't imagine. Natutulog po ba kayo nung time hindi, na yun? Hindi, actually... <laughs> Alam mo yun, gagawa ka ng content for a social media card or PR. Ako na yung gagawa ng content. Ako, ga- ako pa yung gagawa ng layout. Ako pa yung magpapapost. And then after that, next content na naman ako. It's oh a cycle. Tapos ikaw pa yung tiktokerist. TikTok. Oh my God, kakapagod. <laughs> Sobra. And the, the, and the talent fee, <laughs> nada. <laughs> baka, ikaw, baka ikaw din yung cameraman. Hindi, <laughs> so, yung one of the five yung cameraman. <laughs> so makikita nyo sa mga initial um, materials ng DOH, yung mga tao doon are the staff of the Department of Health. <laughs> so sila yung mga hinahatak mo. Na parang, oh, ka, kailangan ko ng lolo, lola. Kukuha ko na, kukuha natin yung person from the admin office. Ma'am, ikaw muna mag lola. Tapos ko kailangan na medyo bata-bata. Peach, halika muna dito. <laughs> so yung mga, yung mga ka- kaibigan mo rin. So again, it's not an, it's not an excuse na you are, um, wala ka masyadong tao, wala ka masyadong resources to be right. timely. But then again, a challenge to improve on your processes. Hmm. Sabi ko nga, progressive realization. Mm-mm. And eventually naman, we created a good team. No, Hindi na kami ngayon masyadong ngarag when it comes to right. health communication and promotion. Right. And you just have to be really creative. I mean, diba, if, if, if you're five, you just really have to get the people around you and say, do you want to be in a commercial? Do you want to be on a TikTok? Let's go. Yes. Oh, actually, <laughs> time na yun, parang, wala hindi walang option na humindi ka kasi oh, napilitan nga ako <laughs> napilitan nga tayo mag TikTok diba? <laughs> against our will so aside from covid work um a big bulk of your work also is doing health campaigns can you tell us more about that work thing okay so dun sa health campaigns naman natin so as a background no DOH is very committed to lead the country in developing and producing yung mga communication materials natin, which mm-hmm. are resilient, syempre equitable, people-centered, and stuff like that. No? To the, towards our goal na by um, 2022, tayo ang pinaka-healthy sa Southeast Asia. And by 2040, full <laughs> <cool> Asia! <laughs> Anjali, don't laugh! 2022 na! 
Well, um, baka kailangan natin i-move. Pero yun, yun yung vision natin. So, with the universal healthcare law, the department is directed to increase its efforts no, dun sa ating health promotion activities. Hence, na-transform yung dating service into a full-pledged bureau. So, bureau na yung health promotion ngayon. But um, before we actually do campaigns, we need to ground ourselves. No? So, inisip muna namin, tinignan namin, what makes a Filipino healthy? Right. So, nung nakita namin, what are the factors that affects the health of a person? Nakita natin na 20% is actually on the healthcare services being delivered to them. So, ito yung mga servisyo sa mga RHUs, sa mga barangay health stations. Essentially, when hospitals. people get sick. When people get sick, no? kung ano yung kailangan nila. And that is 20%. And when we see our budget expenditure, halos lahat napupunta doon. Mm-hmm. And we have that 80%. Ano ba tayong 80% ito? These are your social determinants of health. So ano itong mga SDA siya to? It's your socioeconomic factors. Saan ka mag-romaduate? Mayroon tama ka mga education. Mayroon tayong mga physical environment. Saan ka nakatira? Sa city ba? Sa rural area? Sa urban area? Nandun na yung mga healthy behaviors natin. Are you a smoker? Um, kamo sa yung um, safety mo when you do um, your sexual acts. Right. Um, Nag-breastfeed ka ba? Right. Yung alcohol consumption mo. So these are actually 80%, no? Na actually kung titignan natin, kung magbibigay tayo ng parallel efforts and emphasis on the 80%, we could have a complete picture of a healthy Filipino. So with that, nakita natin na we need to have a multi-sectoral approach on that 80%. We have to admit, mm-hmm. the Department of Health or even the health sector cannot cover that 80%. Kasi social determinants of health to eh. Right. Yeah. So economics, we have uh, uh, food security, we have the different factors. Education. Education. Ang dami. So kailangan ng multi-sectoral factor. And our campaign focuses on that particular thing. Doon sa 80% na yun. So we really envision a healthy Pilipinas, no? Na kung saan yung mga individuals are health literate, um, they are health-seeking individuals, and of course, may parallel na la- Parallel na they should be in a health-enabling setting and there should be a health-supporting governance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yun yung thrust namin. Um, we use this people and places framework kung saan yung activities ng campaigns namin would focus on the people, of course, with something on the governance structure. Mm-hmm. That's the environment nila. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about your um, your team in the Health Promotion Bureau, can you tell us more about their backgrounds? Yeah, balita namin na parang hindi yata mga doktor ang nasa team mo, di ba? Yes, very, very interesting. Dun sa team namin, just recently kasi may dumagdag na isang doctor no? Pero before mm-hmm. ah, okay. um, a doctor went in our team, ako lang yung healthcare professional doon. Ooh. And the rest are non-healthcare workers. Professionals ha, sorry. Um, I mm-hmm. just need to qualify that. Um, so, itong mga to, they come from different uh, background. Meron from marketing, meron mga interior designers. Ah. Yes. Ah. May mga <laughs> landscape artists. Mga ganito siya. Yes, tapos mga, um, mga social marketers. Right. So, ganun sa corporate world. So, yun yung mga type of people who is in my team. No? Yeah. But then again, balik nga tayo dun sa 80%. Dun sa 80% na sinasabi ko what makes Filipino healthy multi-sectoral siya. So, right. kailangan ma-mirror rin yun ng team namin. It's mm. all about doctors and nurses and midwives, but it needs to have a multidisciplinary team to cover everything. So, Meng, as a doctor-turned-public health professional, I'm sure you'd want to encourage 
students in med school and even newly graduate doctors. No? So what can you say to them to encourage them to join public health? Actually, if you want to join public health, no, siguro sabihin ko muna yung prerequisites before entering. Mamaya ko na sabihin yung perks. But you need really to define yourself when you enter this specialty. No? So you need to know who are you, yung mga existential questions, na, what is your vision, what is your North Star, ano ba yung mga principles na non-negotiable when I'm put in this scenario na it's a hard no or it's, I could consider it, or yes na yes no. Because when you define yourself, you won't get lost in the system. So kahit anong itapon sa'yo, okay, okay lang. No? Um, with that comes with the perks. So if you've defined yourself, na alam mo na kung trabaho mo dito. The perks is actually the realization that you were a part of the health of a certain individual. Right. Kasi kung walang health comes hindi kompleto ang repertoire of the services of the Department of Health mm-hmm. or even the health system. So kailangan meron palagi. You're always a part of that and the wins of the people, the health of the people is your win. Alam mo, medyo very uh, self-realization and actualization yung benefits niya. But yun talaga eh. I won't say it's the compensation. It's not the money. Mm-hmm. Just go, wag kayo sa public health pag pera pa wala kayo. <laughs> wala kayo makukuha. But it's more of the actualization. And at the end of the day naman, if you're gonna die, palaging isipin ng mga tao, ano ba inambag niya sa mundo? Diba? Yung palaging question, it's your legacy that you will leave behind. So Meng, what other opportunities in health communication that newly graduate public health students and med students can take advantage of? Okay, so I have to be frank, no? Wala talaga siyang... Um, big opening for health communications. Mm-hmm. Kasi it will always um, be entangled or it's always be a part of a particular program or a particular activity. So right. walang diretsong health comms talaga. Unless of course you're going to development partners who have this particular um, siloed na mga Portfolio. portfolios. But if you want to have a part of um, health communications, you just join public health in general. Kasi it will always be a part. Communication will always be a part. And if you're excelling in it, there's a trajectory, a direction for that. Mm-hmm. You go to the health um, education and promotion unit of the different CHDs, of your hospitals, of your RHU, and of the cent- um, central office. Who yun yung mga talagang specialize on health communications. Mm, so sabi mga happy accidents. <laughs> yeah. So parang don't be afraid and in going into uncertain conditions that might lead you to accidents because those accidents might be happy accidents. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, to me, it really looks like a blessing in disguise. I mean, you said you were very interested in design even before and now you're in health communications as a doctor but also as an artist, really. Okay. Baha, you have other parting words or advice that you want to like shout out there to our listeners. Yung parting words ko siguro um, for health communications is that if you really want to be a good communicator, you always need to be in the context. Not know the context, but in the context. Because sabi ko sa human-centered design, the first step is always to empathize. So you need to feel um, what they're feeling. You need to know um, what are the actions that need be done. What are the hardships? So kailangan you'll be in the community. 
when you're in public health, hindi ka pwedeng nasa upuan lang, nasa desk job ka lang. You will always need to have an exposure to the real world. And public health practice and public health work is all about that. It's a good mix of ideation. It's a good mix of knowing the people. It's a good mix of everything. Good mix of love. <laughs> yeah, learn. So yun lang. So um, if you're going to public health and health comms, explore everything. And yun nga, don't shy away from uncertain things that could lead to happy accidents. Alright. We had fun, Ming. Thank you. I think we packed in a lot of insights today. But of course, we would like to send off our listeners with a little something more to scratch the itches of your curious minds. Yes, it's finally JQW Book Club time. Once again, we're giving you two new book recommendations from Dr. John Wong himself. Starting with Stop, How Vaccine Rumors Start. And Why They Don't Go Away by Heidi J. Larson. Vaccines have a long-standing rep for being one of the best measures to protect us from diseases and outbreaks. But actually, even with all we know today, there's still the big looming issue of vaccine hesitancy. Herd immunity is hard to achieve when you're met with a lot of resistance. And it's very interesting how beliefs sometimes take precedence over facts And truly, since no medical intervention is free of risks, rumors start. Author Heidi J. Larson sees our vaccination programs as one of the biggest worldwide social experiments in collectivism and cooperation in modern times. And she draws from established information to dissect issue further down to more than just problems of misinformation, but problems in relationships with institutions. And anyone who has ever had to write or talk about science must have a copy of the Chicago Guide to Communicating Science by Scott L. Montgomery on their bookshelf. Whether you're doing your thesis or you're about to talk at a conference, this is a practical guide to help you navigate words, science, words plus science, but more eloquently. Neil deGrasse Tyson himself would be jealous of your science communication skills after going through this book. Otherwise, you can just fake it till you make it. You know, Anjali, parting is such a great sorrow. But not to fret, there are more PhD episodes to come. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Health on Duty. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Public Health on Duty is a joint production between Epimetrics Inc. and Big Baby Studios. Dr. John Q. Wong is our executive producer. Editing and hosting by Anjali Magdaraog and Martha De La Paz. Our producers are Abigail Tan and Antoinette Mendoza. Sound engineering and original theme music by PV Nicholas. You can find out more about Epimetrics at www.epimetrics.com.ph or at EpimetricsPH on Facebook and Instagram. This has been Martha. You can find me on Instagram at underscore call me Martha. And I'm Anjali. I am not on social media, but you can catch Martha and me on the next episode of Public Health on Duty. 